Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, buddy, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined, as always, by Michael. Hello, everybody. I would like to point out that, much like your favorite mass-produced light beer, this podcast is also not brewed with corn syrup. hey Very important to know. I feel like I, I missed that specific commercial yesterday, but... It just kept popping up a lot. It seems like they would come back from a break, and poor Jim Nance would have to read Bud Light, not brewed with corn syrup. <laughs> Fantastic. Moving on, back to the Super Bowl. <clears throat> those commercials, those in-game reads were as about as interesting as the game itself. Yeah. So, which is, I, I think, where we're going to start off tonight. Well, other than Texas Tech winning by 31 Against West Virginia. What? What? Man, so I'm a little disappointed. We were hoping for a 40-point lead at one point in the game. I, you didn't have to win by 40, but Michael watched the second half over here at the 23 Personnel South HQ. Mm-hmm. And we got to 38 once on a three, I think, by Parker Hicks. Yeah, it was pretty. It was. It was a. It was a high moment. High moment here at the. At the HQ, which I, I, I think was interesting. I think everybody, all the walk-ons felt energized by that three because they all took a three <laughs> and they all missed it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I also think that uh, it, it can also be punctuated by me immediately asking Spencer, who the hell was that? <laughs> the, after, the, after that three went in. The other thing, so Imbala is not a a a walk-on, but he, he had like a six-foot cushion I was like, what are you doing, man? Take that. Shoot it. Shoot it. And he did. And it's like, oh, no. That was bad. Whiff. <laughs> and surprisingly, somehow it still went off of a West Virginia player when Tech got the ball back. That was their luck tonight, and I just couldn't be happier. So we will talk about the basketball game here in a few minutes. We'll, we'll get you some of our instant reaction. But we've got to talk about the Super Bowl. Well, we don't have to. Yeah. It's just we will briefly, I'm sure. So let me say this. As a person that has no had no rooting interest in the game, it sucked. The commercials pretty much sucked. I I felt obligated to watch it because it was a Super Bowl. Otherwise, I would have turned it off way before the end of the game. I would have found something else to do with my time, and I didn't. I kind of feel... I sat there for four and a half hours and like bored out of my mind. We We touched on it in the Slack chat, the... Staking the Plains, Brain Trust. The commercials just have really gone downhill the last couple of years. And it's interesting. You don't watch the national championship, even though you've seen Bama and Clemson play each other four times. You don't watch it for the commercials, and you don't care if they're good or not. And they don't try to be. It's just kind of whatever. And I guess maybe that's where we should land with Super Bowl commercials, but they've been a thing for 30 years now. Just something yeah. since, since the 1984 commercial in 35 you, years. You almost didn't get a Budweiser Clydesdale commercial. It was like kind of sneaky that there, there actually was a Clydesdale commercial. When they, they like zoomed the field. Yes, and then they bought all that wind. They bought all that wind. They bought the wind. Yeah, they own the wind. And it said uh, our beer is, is brewed by the wind. Brewed by wind. <laughs> Other thing. More interesting than the actual game. Hang on, hang on. I, I got to touch on that a little bit. That's such crap. They just buy credits. 
they buy credits. There's no way. The only way that the power that you get that is brewed by wind is if you're sitting next to a wind farm and they run a line to your <laughs> to your brewery. There's no way that that can be traced. It's just they're they're making some statement, some donation somewhere. Like pe- like how people in Austin say they they can uh, they're run off of wind power. Well, where's that generated? Fort Stockton, Sweetwater, <laughs> Snyder. Sure, yeah. That let's trace that. There's back to a where definite. That came from. There's a, there's a, a a connection running straight from that wind turbine into an Austin house. Some yeah yeah. It's it's I going, guarantee it. It's straight there. Anyway, sorry. That's <laughs> that's always bugged me. Sorry, I was going to say the other interesting thing was that your boy got a new smoker. Yeah, you did a new smoker. First smoker. Went ahead and jumped in and got a pellet smoker because those are just super easy. Z Grills, kind of an upper up and coming brand, did not disappoint. Held temperature like a boss. Yeah, yeah. Sip, Little, did it sip fuel? It did. did. It I was, I was it? surprised. So it ran for a total probably close to eight or nine hours. And so it, the hopper holds a full twenty pound bag. Um, it probably used four or five pounds. Oh yeah, that's great. So it it, it could probably do a, a full brisket on a bag. Yeah, I bet you're um, right. So yeah, I smoked a a pork butt, made some pulled pork. Uh, had a frustrating experience at Red River Meats only because they are the only people on the planet that calls a pork butt a blade roast. Because I was like, why is this? Like I was looking for a pork butt or a pork shoulder, or whatever. Couldn't find anything. In the in the very corner. They had blade roasts. I was like, well, I know the pork butt is the shoulder and it has the blade bone in it. Yeah. And that's what you want. Right. And that's what it was, but it was called a blade roast. I, I did I did a quick Google search in the stores like I don't want to walk out with the wrong cut of meat, which I, I kind of just accepted because I couldn't find anything called a blade roast online. I was like, well, it's close enough, right? Whatever. Yeah, it, it, it's pork butt. The other thing that, that threw me off was the first one. The first one I picked up, I was expecting the eight to ten pound range. Mm-hmm. First one I picked up was three and a half pounds. I was like, "That's not gonna." So a blade roast, three and a half pounds. Like these things weren't adding. I was like, "I don't want to buy the wrong cut of meat." Of course, but no, no it was fine. I, I I shuffled to the back of the little container of blade roasts and found a seven pounder, the, the biggest one they had. Um, Going at four forty-five on a Friday afternoon, probably not the best time to pick up a uh, on Super Bowl a, weekend a hunk of meat. Yeah, they had they still had plenty of briskets. They had some aged briskets that look a little choice. Um, yeah, I, I'm interested in all their aged stuff. I, I need to go over and get a like an, an aged bone-in ribeye or something crazy. So we're going back for for aged bone-in ribeyes for Valentine's that, Day. Do that reverse sear stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna smoke it first uh, and then is, sear it in the cast iron. This is just wonderful. Yeah, can't wait. This is good. Um, so pulled pork turned out fantastic, super easy. It ran so it was seven pounds ran for right at six and a half hours. Yeah, I put it on eight o'clock Sunday morning, pulled it off at two thirty. Hour to hour and a half per pound. That's what you shoot for. Yep. And it took less than an hour per pound. And then you just, you've got your wireless thermometer. Oh, it was so good. Which is great. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Yours has dual probes, which it, I'm it has, very jealous of. It has of. room for two probes. Um, it was interesting. I, I was timing it there at the end. It was climbing the last 25 degrees, about a degree every, almost exactly every two minutes. You were timing it? I did. Because I was like, I was, trying to t- I was trying to figure out like how much longer is going to go. Right. Because we still have plenty of time before we had to go to our Super Bowl party. 
But I was like, I just wanted to figure it out. So like, I had a stopwatch going. I had a lap every time it, it passed a, a degree. Mm-hmm. Almost exactly averaged out to two minutes a degree, the last 20, 25 degrees. Well, that's interesting to know. And you were running at 250? 275. 275. So it ran for almost four hours until it hit 160. And then I wrapped it. Foil or butcher paper? Foil. I don't have butcher I, paper yet. I usually do. Because people like the the. It seems like the advantage of the butcher paper is to get more bark and stuff on whatever you're smoking. Mm-hmm. But I think that's more advantageous for brisket where bark is more important. Yeah. To me anyway, bark's more important on brisket than it is on pulled pork. So I usually wrap with foil on pulled pork too. The the only things that I've seen on pulled pork, if you do wrap it, because a, a lot of people won't, they'll just let it stall out for hours on end. Oh yeah. Stupid. Um is that when they do wrap it, they wrap it in foil. Yeah. So it's like, I don't feel bad wrapping. No, I, I, uh-uh. I don't know if I'd feel bad wrapping a brisket in foil, but like purist in me that wants to do it right. is like, no, I, I should get the butcher paper. I've the, so I've seen, I've done both with brisket and I have seen much better results, much more of the kind of bark you're looking for mm-hmm. as opposed to kind of a steamy Sunday roast type, <laughs> uh, result with brisket. But with, Pork, I think I've I've enjoy the foil better because if you're pulling it, I, I don't think the the bark doesn't really matter that you much. You basically just you went well. You do tear it apart, yeah. But you're not preserving a lot of the bark anyways because you're no, you're, you're cutting through it. You're gonna get a, a tiny thimble head, no, like a needle head size of bark on. Yeah, it's not as one important. string of your pulled pork. Um, it'll be fine. The other thing is. Shortly after I wrapped it, I went ahead and made some baked beans. And, and I say baked, I just I, I put them in another one of those roasting foil roasting pans and put it on the smoker with the beans. Would you would you do one. that like three fifty or Mm-mm. no? It just it? it just sat on the on the on the smoker with the uh, the pulled pork. Did the the pork butt? Did the smoke add a? I couldn't tell. But what I do with my barbecue beans is I I, I get like a big can of Bush's beans. Mm-hmm. It didn't really matter what, what the beans are because I. I Doctor him up. I I drain all the sauce out of it, out of the can, then I replace it with my own mix of barbecue sauce, syrup, ketchup, mustard, brown sugar. So your baked beans, unlike Bud Light, not might contain they do corn have, syrup. They probably do. Uh, okay. All right. Anyways, I, I, I can good. live with that. And then once I pulled the pulled pork off, I bought two sausages at Red Meats. I got a jalapeno cheddar and a jalapeno. I didn't mean to get a, both spicy. I mean to get a regular one. Yeah. But I grabbed a jalapeno one. Um, so I warmed those up on the on the smoker for like another hour, and they were fantastic. Dude, you you went all you got all a good good smattering of tests there. We did. It was so good. Anyways, um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about the Super Bowl besides, blah. Yeah. We have lots of other things to talk about, and since we started late, I think we should just move on. Let's roll. I'm ready, man. So, Texas Tech Baseball. Dinger Derby podcast is officially launched. Episode one is available for all those podcatching services. I was going to say servers, but it's only one server. Services to catch your pods. Episode two will drop this week on Tuesday. Excited about that. Opening day is a week from Friday, the 15th. I think two o'clock. Two o'clock against Oregon. You host Oregon for a four-game series, and then Kentucky. Yeah, I I know what time it is because I've got a friend of mine coming in town that weekend, and if it if the time would have worked out better, we might have tried to go. But yeah, two's kind of not the best for either of us that day. So um, last season we had season tickets for our office. I don't think they got renewed. Oh no! Because I think they were part of our like we were able to talk mm-hmm. them into a sponsorship. They were like just to match it with us. I think they sold those instead of giving them away. Um, my boss has a season ticket that she won't be using all the time, but it's also like in a really visible part of like they're like third row up behind home plate, so they're always on camera. I was like, I don't know if I want to sit there. <laughs> So I may be going Come on, to embrace embrace it, man. Let's get some twenty three personnel merch. I know, just like a little sign back. There. Yeah, like a little dinger derby flag. A, some I wonder, the plane caps. I, I I wonder if I was holding up a sign like that, like if they would ask me to like to take sir, it down, sir. This is 
like so my fr- from, from like ESPN. So I'm gonna get the stadium crew to get down there and take that man's sign. <laughs> Just like says subscribe to Dinger Derby and 23 personnel. Um, yeah. So excited about baseball season coming up. Um, I don't know if we we probably mentioned last because I think we recorded in time last week. There was another preseason accolade for Josh Young. Um, Baseball America, I think, named him. Obviously, he's got a lot of a lot of those, but I think Baseball America was one of the last ones to come out and say he is a preseason All American. Um, Texas Tech was picked to finish first in the conference from the Big Twelve coaches. Uh, I'm trying to think. There was six coaches picked Tech to finish first. Uh, two picked. Baylor, I think. No. Two, I am no help. Two picked TCU, one picked Baylor. Okay. Okay. And the rule is you can't vote for yourself, so you're not going to get. You're not going to be unanimous. You obviously, like you're, you're going to vote for, you know, Tim so Tadlock is, is going TCU or Baylor. Yeah. Um, I like the way those guys play. <laughs> That's a really good Tim Tadlock. I'm sad we didn't record that. I'm going to try to keep working on it. Oh, wait. Um, and then also the um, silence. Sorry. <laughs> Tailgate dinner. Good gravy. Oh, yeah. That's coming up. <laughs> that's Is coming it Friday? Friday. I've got the ticket, like, uh, my goodness, magnetized to my, the fridge behind me. It's Friday the 8th? Yes. At, at Kegels. going to meet Keith. Of the Dinger Derby podcast. By the way, follow Keith at Keith B. Patrick on the Twitter and at Dinger underscore Derby. You. Yep. And you can listen on Spotify. I got into where um, I'm at my PC almost all day at work. So I've gotten to where I listen to podcasts on Spotify. That's kind of an easy way to keep up with it. Instead of having to hook up my phone or, you know, go through effort. Yep. Just hit play on the Spotify. It does. The only other thing I wanted to mention besides, I mean, being that we're still a week out, I can't wait for the baseball season to start. Not that I'm, I'm trying to get over the basketball season. Um, Cause it seemed like everybody that was posting about the Super Bowl and the NFL, like, well, now that that football season's over, it's baseball season time. And it's just about right. Got a week and a half between end of football and baseball starting almost two weeks. Really excited about this season. If you couldn't tell by my voice, I'm super pumped. Sorry, <laughs> I can tell. It's, it's almost 11 o'clock at night. We started super late because the basketball game, because they called, what, 50, 51 fouls, something uh, stupid last, like that? Yeah, last I checked, it was 51. Uh, a two-hour game went two and a half hours. Let me see if that number has changed. No, it wasn't 51. It was, um, yeah, no, it's 51. Okay. 22 plus 29. But before we get there, we still have one more sport to talk about. Okay. And I want to talk about Texas Tech football. So do I. I've got a couple things. Well, one thing is that National Signing Day, hashtag NSD, is this week, Wednesday, February the 6th. Sorry, check the phone. Um, Texas Tech has a handful of unsigned commits that will be signing on Wednesday, most notably, not including Stephen Parker. He verbally committed to Kansas this afternoon. Kind of a big loss. He was your first verbal commit of this class like two years ago. He's the highest rated four-star defensive end. And decided to go with Emmett Jones to be a Jayhawk. Well, we kind of saw this coming a little bit. We knew that his recruiting prowess was... Oh, definitely <laughs> going to be missed. Um, and this is case number one. That's that's what you get with coaching turnover. Just not this. It's not the fun part of it. There's really no. There hasn't been a very. I wouldn't say it's been a fun process altogether. I think I think Wells and Yost and the rest of the guys will have a good chance to do a good job. But and they were at the basketball game tonight. They were. They were sitting right in front of my mom. And they did a uh, or. 
Coach Wells did a in-game interview with Holly Rowe. Mm-hmm. Keith has labeled him the master of coach speak. He's pretty good at it, but he he plays. <laughs> he's, he's good at like one or two phrases. Right. He's locked in on the play hard, coach him hard, love him hard. I, I kind of think Kingsbury was kind of a master himself in a certain way of just deflecting and then saying nothing. And not saying anything. He yeah. was a master of that type of coach speak. Wells seems to be the type that he he can say the right positive things quite a bit. And I, I think he'll also jump in as evidenced by I think he went off his notes a little bit on the when he was introduced to Texas Tech at the supermarkets arena. I think he will on occasion just probably have a little spur of the moment mm-hmm. thought that's going to slip out or he'll show a little bit more emotion. And I think that'll be a welcome change, but yeah, he's, he's pretty good in front of the mic. There's no doubt. Yep. Um, this past weekend he tweeted out Reckham X four. Oh, there was four. Last there I was saw four. it was three. Mm-hmm. So my best guess is that he was getting affirmations from currently committed players although there was there were two new commits that announced over the weekend Dadrian Taylor the all-purpose well I hope I'm saying that name right uh all-purpose running back from Oklahoma pretty shifty little dude looks pretty good that'll be good there's a kicker from Riverside California the Riverside Juco that the likes of Sedell Foster uh Will Smith came from um, and there was somebody else I feel that we heard about. I think Seth was on top of it trying to tweet, tweet him out on staking the plane. So that's where I'm. And he may have actually gotten a couple of commitment posts, posts up on staking the planes. Let's check that out. But yeah, kicker, Jonathan Garibay, Garibay, and then running back Dadrian Taylor are the names we know for sure. So, um, interested to see how the rest of the class kind of finalizes and shakes out on Wednesday, um, after the early signing period for the first time this, this year, back in middle of December, where you got, uh, 10 or 11 guys. Now you'll get the rest of your class and then really start building towards, uh, start the start of spring practice. Interesting. I saw a video the other day. Uh, it looks like Clemson has already started their spring practice because they awarded like one of their equipment managers with tickets to the Super Bowl at a practice. Oh wow! So like they took no time off. That's that's how you build <laughs> championships are won in. Well, they're literally won in January, <laughs> but they're also won in January. Yeah, that's. For the next gen, you know, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Go, go, Tigers. Roll, roll, Tigers. Roll, Tigers. There it was. Yeah. So I, I'd be interested to see if they if they do like their their spring practice and they like just spread it out like instead of every other day or every day like Tech does it, where they they'll stack up the 15 practices pretty close together. Yeah. If they kind of sp- spread it out, or if they just knock it out and like, okay, we're done February 15th. We'll see you back in August. <laughs> Everyone take a break. Enjoy we'll, yourselves. We'll see you in six months. Or I, I have a feeling there's a lot of quote-unquote voluntary practices. A lot of going conditioning. Going on over yeah. at Clemson. Clemson. I had, I had one thing to bring up on the football front. Yes, you did. Go. I have – I was browsing around for some season tickets today. And would you believe that they are, they are completely sold out except for four sections on the east side? I wouldn't believe that. That doesn't make any sense at all, does it? Because I've actually heard a lot of people returning theirs this right? year. Right. But if you go to the website right now and try to buy season tickets, there are none available except for four, some some smattering of seats on the east side. That's How is that possible? They probably haven't updated it yet or they're just, they're they're holding off to like, or they have a handful of like waiting list people that... There's got to be. I I know there's a. It goes through some stages. The I, I think the the folks who have the chance to renew have until February or April. Because I, I was kind of thinking 
and this is the the cynical side of of myself that this might be a good year to get back into season tickets because I thought there might be some turnover. Mm-hmm. Um, and one, because of the schedule one, just because of the coaching change in general, doesn't mean that they don't like Matt Wells or anything, but it's just more of a, Oh, it's a coaching change. Let's just kind of see how this plays out. There may be a lot of people that who were on the fence or were already off the fence that weren't jump, going to jump back on until uh, a couple seasons under a new coach. So I'm I'm kind of looking to to jump in there, get my feet in the door on some decent seats possibly this year, and then try to hang on to them until Hokut keeps charging more for the same thing for eternity. Yeah, while adding seats, but cutting concessions and adding beer that was nice. I I, I didn't mention that I did take advantage of the the five dollar nacho and bottle of water it was the nachos were two bucks the bottle of water was three dude two dollar nachos are going down those are those are very well priced two dollar nachos because you they no longer do that thing where they give you the paste picani on the side <laughs> which i don't really miss because usually what you would get it's almost like they ran it through a strainer and they took out all the chunky bits <laughs> and, and, give and, me the liquid. and threw them away somewhere. I, I, there's just a pile of chunky paste bits somewhere underneath the Jones. We don't know where they went. And then you just get like this, this, this soup, this paste soup that you spill on the way back to your seat. But what, they, what they've done with the $2 nachos is it's just chips with cheese on the top of it. And then they pile in a huge helping of jalapenos on the side. So... Kind of like a movie theater, pretty order. much. Yeah, it's very nice. It's a, it's a great value. Two bucks. That's crazy. I can't wait to to partake. Yeah, at some point this season. I don't know if it's gonna be basketball. Well, so we are we are going to the basketball. We're in the Kansas game. A couple of weeks. That's right. You are. Gonna, yeah. Yep. Um, we'll be going to a baseball game at, at some point this season because my boss said that she's not going to use all of them, and I'm I'm on her list of rotation, or who she's going to give a ticket to. So I'm definitely going to uh, try to get out there. I need, I need to see at least one game this year. And if, if I don't like, if I take the ticket and don't sit in the seat, I can probably go try to sit with Keith and his group. If they'll allow me to <laughs> hint, 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 because while he does have season tickets, they're in the unassigned area. Yeah. yeah. So it's still like, first the, come first serve. There would be room. Well, I, I say that it's not like I would be taking somebody's assigned seat, but Keith, if you're listening, let me join you. <laughs> Gosh, sorry, that was really that's not going to help your case at, no, all. Not at all. Yeah, I, I just made it worse. He's Keith, gonna, it's he's gonna message the decision me. is totally yours. He's gonna message me at tomorrow. How far are we in? Twenty six minutes to like eight thirty five tomorrow morning. He's like Spencer, <laughs> you're never sitting with me. Disinvited. I never want to see you at the baseball game. <laughs> um. All right, let's talk about some basketball. Okay. Do you want to talk about tonight's game first? Or do you want to talk about Kansas from mm, Saturday? Let's let's do tonight's game first. All right. Eighty one to fifty. That was good. Thirty one point victory. Uh at one point Labar pointed the stat out. You had taken you had attempted more um technical technical free throws than West Virginia had made field goals. Yes. They tied the season low across all of NCAA basketball this year for nine made field goals in the entire game. Surprisingly, still scored 50 points. Well, because they... Because they shot... They shot 70% from the free throw line, and they They took 41 free throw. Yeah, they made 29 of them. So if you take out the 29, they would have scored 21 points off field goals. Off eight field goals. They hit two threes. And six layup well, jump and I, shots. They, their first three was the first shot of the game, mm-hmm. and then they didn't make another one until the last two minutes, I think. No, so the, the it, it was two pretty close together. Oh, you, you mean three? Yes. Oh, because there was a there was oh, a they, sh- they made three threes. Sorry, there was a stretch where three for sixteen. Oh it, man, it was bad. after they made the, their first two shots. They went. 12 and a half game minutes without making another free throw or sorry, another field goal. Yeah. And then 
they, they made one field goal. Like if you look at the last, was it 16 and a half minutes of the first half? They had one field goal. It was the one that was like a minute to go in the first half. Mm-hmm. And then it took them another eight minutes just about in the second half to make their first field goal. Yeah, it was just but it was 12 minutes and change was what was on the clock when they made their first field goal in the second half. They shot... So th- th- this field goal percentage actually went up from its lowest point in the game. Shot just over 23%. Nine for 39. They were at one point... When I checked it, at one point at 13%. Right. They they were shooting so poorly that he when you checked it and it was 13%, they made another shot and that jumped, jumped them all the way 16. to 16. <laughs> I mean, threw them just through the roof. Yeah, and and it was it was a 3. So they went from 10% to 3 to like whatever 2 of 11 is. I'm I'm not ready to talk about Saturday just yet, but okay. I w- I wanted to point out how how nice it is to be on this side of it. To have a to to have a team that's red hot and then another team that partially because you're playing great defense, but partially just because none of them could make a shot tonight. That kind of game is, is a lot more fun to watch from this side. For the entire game, you shot nearly 53% from the field. At one point in the game, you were, I I remember this because we we made note of it because a stat popped up on the screen. You were seven of eight. In the second half, which was, I don't know what that math is. It's a decent Almost run. 90%. Yeah, 92 and a half, I think. That's 87 nuts. and a half. Oh. You went the wrong way. I went the wrong way. Um, you shot eight for 22 from three, so just over 36%. So, yeah, probably because of all the threes that the walk-ons threw up there at the end of the game. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Okay, um... Parker Hicks went one of three. Andrew Sorrells, O of two. Avery Benson, O of two. Josh Mbala, O of one. All of those attempts, so that's one, three, five, eight. Eight of those attempts came with like the last five minutes of the game. And one make so out, of you that, were, out of that group. So you were seven of 14. You were shooting 50% until the walk on started jacking Until we up cleared threes. the bench. <laughs> and still finished at 36%. Yeah. Um, I said it earlier. I really hoped at one point you would have gotten to a 40 point lead. You get really close after Hicks hit his one three pointer and you get to 38. West Virginia did not want to go down 40 points and they, they clawed back to 31, a respectable 31. <laughs> um, yeah. And I, I made the comment to, to Michael here at the house and then on the Slack chat, I was like, you know, on Saturday, when we shot 35% against Kansas, it was super frustrating. I was like, I wonder how mad West Virginia fans were <laughs> at one point shooting 13%. It's just got to be terrible. And and they showed the stat during the game, too, that in 20 years, the fewest field goals that West Virginia has ever made in a game was 10. No. Now Until now. Now it's nine. They very nearly shot the fewest amount for the entire season in any, of, of any, any team. team. And then we gave up a, a junk layup. with. Yeah, it was, it was a layup of all things. With like a minute to go. They couldn't hit a layup all night. It was beautiful. Yeah, because I, I think it, was, it wasn't it was that shot. It was the one before it where their first points in the I think they had four points well, and in it the was, paint. What's even worse, it was a layup off a turnover. Yeah, there were some really stupid Those are re- some really bad passes by the uh, by the B team. Yeah, you you had you forced West Virginia into twenty six turnovers. You turned the ball over twenty one times. Yeah, I have a feeling four or five of those were probably in the last five minutes. So Josh and Ball had two. Avery Benson had two. Brandon Francis had three. Kyler Edwards had had four. Um. Odiase very nearly had himself a double double, nine points, ten rebounds. He he did pretty well on Saturday too, in especially in terms of not fouling in the first fifteen seconds of the game. He didn't do that tonight, so it's like a two game streak. He's on it. Uh but you're still fouling first before you even take a shot, which is still ridiculously dumb. Um Oh, speaking of ridiculously dumb, how about the uh, cross legged guy? 
Yeah, let's talk about snagging our boy Mooney on the bench over there. Yeah, route R O U T T. So Mooney is running out to cover a three point attempt on a West Virginia shooter. Overshoots a little bit, ends up almost falling onto the laps of the West Virginia players on the bench, and they showed a replay of it. Um, route actually wraps his legs around or his his feet around Mooney's legs and trips him coming off the bench. And as it happened live, I kind of commented to Michael's like, Ooh, did, did Mooney trip off somebody on the, the, the bench? I was like, Oh, probably not. The shot is missed. And then almost immediately the refs are running back towards the scorers table calling for a review. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, clear enough that, that when they went to the re- replay, they saw route. He had his legs comfortable position. Uh, I'm going to call them. They're open. He was sitting comfortably, right? Yeah. Um, and then Mooney kind of falls into him, and then you see him cross his ankles as his feet came together to wrap around Mooney's feet and tripped him. Duke got ejected. It, it's great. It, are you familiar with uh, Club Trillion? I have no idea what that is. That is where if you ever get in a game, yet you somehow get all zeros on your stat sheet. <laughs> Club Trillion. It's just all zeros. I, I forget. I forget the guy's name. I believe his name's his last name's Titus. Uh, he writes for the Ringer now. I think he played. He he played. He was a bench warmer at Ohio State or something. You know, I'm not dogging the guy. Anybody who is on the bench on a D1 team, that's you're an athlete. But he he's self described bench warmer, and he was a, a member of the Club Trillion <laughs> Club, and that's kind of where he he came up with it because he could get into a game for a minute or two, but then not impact it at all as far as the stat sheet. That's what's great about this route game is he never played a second, and he he the only only uh, entry on his stat line is a foul is a personal foul like zeros across the board, field goals, three points, free. Th- Free throws, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, turnovers, personal foul, one, <laughs> points, zero. And he got ejected for it. Yeah, and he got ejected. <laughs> and I, I loved how he was trying to, like, way to play. He made the stat, though. He, he made did. the stat sheet. He made the stat. He's the only person that, if he hadn't fouled here, I don't know if he would have made it into the game, only player that didn't get into the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he probably would have made it in. Probably, but... The other thing I loved was he was trying to like, trying to play innocent. He's like, oh, I didn't. Do yeah, anything. they showed that. I don't know what they're talking about. And it was hard to tell at first because it it seemed plausible that Mooney's he could have just tripped. Yeah, you know, he could have just gotten tripped up. It wasn't. It didn't seem like that. But they showed like the super deal. the super grainy zoom in from like three hundred percent from the yeah. broadcast camera. And yeah, you, you saw him like cross his leg. Yeah, you've got the up. second cameraman on the grassy knoll, and he's like, oh yeah, there's the Zabruder film. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they've definitely some cross-leggedness going on here. <laughs> and dude, he got it's ejected for crossing his legs. Yeah. <laughs> well, Let's talk about that for a second. I didn't do anything. Um, so yeah, as bad as it was on Saturday losing to Kansas and it, admittedly, okay. Yeah. So you were on the road in Lawrence against a fired up Kansas team. They had just come off a loss to Texas. The last time you played in Lawrence, you beat them. So they were, they're going to be, trying to embarrass you to to get you back for that. Um I guess we do have to talk about it, huh? Yeah, I'm sorry. They couldn't miss. I mean, it wasn't that you played no. bad. I mean, you, you didn't have a very great start, but Kansas did not miss. They shot for the game nearly 46% from the field, um which is surprisingly not as good as you shot tonight. Well, and that <laughs> includes 55% in the first half. So the first yeah. half is obviously as was, every, was better. Anyone who watched the game, the first half is what killed you. Yep. The second half, you were able to hold your own, but it really didn't matter at that point. They shot forty three percent from three. They, it was stupid. They shot sixty percent from three in the first half. They were nine for fifteen, and then finished the game thirteen of thirty. They took thirty three point attempts, which is a lot. That's quite a few. You you took twenty eight. You made six. Yeah, and we were behind. <laughs> yeah, you shot for the game 34.4%, still better than West Virginia, shout out. 21% from three, still better than West Virginia, shout out. Mm-hmm. 59% from free throw, I think West Virginia beat you on that one. Finally. 70, almost 71% from 
Yeah. But they also took 41 attempts. And I, I don't think you got anywhere near 41 attempts because Kansas got some stupid calls. Now, granted, they, 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 they did not they affect the outcome. didn't necessarily affect the outcome. The one that was – there were two really egregious calls. One against Culver where he he blocked a guy. No, no, he, he dunked over a guy and got called for a charge. Oh, that's – The referee was calling a block and was like, wait, 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 wait. We're in Kansas. And then he – like mid-call, he was like – uh, he had both fists in the air, ready, about to ready to call a block, and he's like, "Charge!" Oh man! <laughs> and then uh, the other one that got me—it was like thirty seconds left in the game, right? They have a they Kansas emptied their bench too. They had a bunch of walk-ons. Dude catches a rebound. His foot is so far out of bounds; it's like his heel is in the painted portion of their floor. So. Their floor is like the natural wood color, right? And they have a white stripe that goes around to mark out of bounds, and they have blue painted outside of that. His heel was in the blue. There's well, a referee he, standing right over it, looking at my screenshot, has him looking at it. He probably had a blue shoe, though, right? I mean, it's white. Oh, he had a white shoe. Oh, there's, there's, no, there's no excuse for this. The, even white on white, you'd be like, okay, his foot is breaking the line. Like, there's no, there's no separation between his foot and the line, which means he's out of bounds. Yeah. No, it was into the blue. Okay. Yes, 30 seconds left. You're down by 20, whatever <laughs> it was. Didn't change the outcome of the game. But, like, it, it's a clear example of Kansas getting just a ridiculous call. Like, they got when Culver was called for a charge on an obvious block. Culver got called for another stupid foul tonight that was – he got called for a defensive foul when the replay showed, like, he clearly knocked the ball out of oh, his hand. Oh, on that breakaway? All, yeah. yeah, it was all ball. That was all ball, that's for sure. Um, so Culver's been robbed of a couple of highlights at the rim because of bad officiating. The chase down block is yeah. one of the most exciting plays and in basketball. And he had it. He had it. He had and it. And they called him for a foul. Um, I think Owens was there too. Neither of them fouled him. I forget who else was there. So, but Culver clearly had the block. But uh, maybe it was, maybe it was Edwards. The the other, really quickly back to tonight's game. Other really interesting thing: while there were fifty one fouls called, nobody fouled out. It was evenly distributed. The only person that left the game was was obviously the route dude that tripped up Mooney off the bench, but. Yeah, you're right. Nobody West Virginia had, had, had five. A, there were probably a bunch of people that had four. Yeah, there were a couple of starters with four. Ahmad and Harris had four. Um, and then for Tech, you had Culver and Owens probably with Owens, four. Yeah. And Corpru. I didn't realize Corpru got that close. Yep. Um, so, sorry with that interruption. Back to the Kansas game. You also saw shot really terribly from the free throw line. Um, granted it was worth the end, but you had like missed five or six in a row and Bala had like four of them <laughs> when he got into the game and took like a bunch of shots. Um, and the other thing, and it was not something I realized until Frischilla pointed it out tonight, the Kansas game plan was to not go into the lane against Odiase and Owens as much just to bring them out, to get them out, which is why I, I made the comment in the Slack. I was like, Owens looks so lost on defense because he was playing defense and not his his area of the floor, right. he was trying to cover guys like out around the, the perimeter. Um, he always looked late. He was getting his hands up late because the guys he was covering was not ready or expecting them to shoot be shooting threes. So as much disgust as I threw his way on Saturday, I guess I can give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt because that was the game plan from Bill Self. Right. It worked. He was out of his element on purpose. Yep. Um, but very quietly had himself a double-double. 12 points, 10 boards on Saturday against Kansas. Um, the other thing we mentioned last week is that Chris Beard is looking to have four players score in double figures, and that usually equals a win. Um, Tech had four players and scoring double figures against Kansas. They didn't have like a superstar score a whole bunch. Uh, Moretti led them with 14. And like Owens had 12, I think. Mooney had 11. Culver had 11. Culver had 10. 10. Um, so you had four players in double figures, but the thing was you you hit a very hot shooting Kansas team at home. Yeah, they could not miss. So, 
And then, but and then tonight you had four players in double figures: uh, Culver with twelve, Moretti with eleven, Corpru with ten, and I didn't know this, but Brandon Francis high point with sixteen. Yeah, I didn't. It, I didn't put that together. I didn't realize season that. high. They were talking about in the broadcast. I missed it. I was probably coming up with something really witty to say in the Slack chat. Yeah, there was some good witticism going sure, on. Sure, of course there was. Especially when we were talking about trying to figure out what the fans were chanting. We're pretty sure it was just Bob. It, Bob, de- it depends on Bob, who you ask, though, because Kyle seemed to think they were chanting Brahms. <sighs> There's an ongoing Brahms versus Whataburger debate. It's not even a debate, and it started on it started on a, a, a comment section from Mistaking the Plains post. On Friday, yes, but Friday, but it had been brought up bef- a couple of times before. It, I think Kyle's not new even, to it. They're not even in the same realm. They're not. They don't get this comparison. It's not like Waterburger versus In and Out. Same thing. They're not in the same realm. No, um, one because Brahms and In and Out are both trash. Like if you want to, if you want to compare Brahms and In and Out, I'm all about that. <clears throat> like battle for who's the worst ever. Yeah, I'm all about that. You don't like In-N-Out at all, do you? It's dumb, dude. They have like three things on their menu, and you're supposed to know some super secret combination of words to get exactly what you want. They won't tell you what they are. It's stupid. Just get you a cheeseburger. (laughs) Yeah, and they're like like a third of the size of a normal human being's burger. Because to get a normal-sized burger, you have to order 18 different combinations of words. Kind of like going to Starbucks. I don't know what those words are either. I mean, yeah, it's okay. I, I don't want to get. Yeah, the, we're Team Waterburger, by the way. When it comes to Brahms v Waterburger, which somehow I, is a thing. I changed my name in our Slack chat to Waterburger is Life. Changed my avatar to the Waterburger logo. That confused in res- me in response to Kyle because he changed his his avatar to the Brahms logo. That confused me so much because I would look down at my phone at work and. When my phone decides to give me Slack notifications, it um, it decided to that day, and I just kept seeing the Waterburger logo pop up. And I yes, thought, sir. did someone sign us up for every time <laughs> Waterburger tweets? We see it because we can see all the the tech athletic Twitter accounts when they tweet, we get Dude, notified. That's an idea. I should load them. I really thought the that's Twitter what it, I really thought that's what it was, and I was like, well, that's going to get old <laughs> if if I'm getting notified because. Whataburger tweeted. I'll, I'll just go. I'll just go eat on my own. I don't need any advertising. I'm good there. Okay, so going into our Slack chat, they opened Sports Center with the tripping foul against Route. Oh, that's good. I wonder if SVP will talk about it. Such a bizarre scenario. What What makes you think? I mean, you're not, I don't know. In high school, you definitely would have gotten away with that. But in college, there's there's a little bit more riding on everything. Not just riding on wins and losses, but the player's health. You know, what if something really weird would have happened and he'd have leapt off thinking he had full control of that left foot and then landed on his face and got a concussion or something? You never know. Yeah, that would have been really strange if like Mooney had come up with like a hobbled ankle or something. Yeah, or just just some bizarre injury. I'm sure the kid wasn't thinking through it that much, but he got caught. Yeah, that is did. disrespectful to basketball, if anything. Uh, so okay, let's talk about that for a second. I was a little disappointed That's in the atmosphere. I was expecting a whole lot more. Just witty things from the students and chanting Bob. Well, and the dance party that was supposed to be like, there were some guys in costume. There was a really, there was a winner wearing like running shorts from the eighties and a tank top that was two or three sizes too small. Yeah. Light blue running shorts. Yeah. Um, vividly stuck in my head. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think one solution to that is, is don't get completely blown out by Kansas two days before. Yeah, and that's I mean, like it or not, that's kind of where where our fans are. We're not they're 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 not fully a hundred percent diehard. We're going to be there no matter what. And apparently, they have to be asked to show up from Chris Beard himself, begged practically. 
And uh, yeah, gotta hand them koozies and go where they are. Gotta go. To, gotta go to the chimneys. I wonder if he's gonna have one at Charlie B's. I don't even know what that is. It's a place. It's a place where they play the the music. <laughs> They've got the dance floors. Okay, if you say so, I will believe you. Um, I really don't know where the kids go. I'm assuming that some go there, just because that's the only place you can really go country dancing in town. That it's not chances are. So I think that that one's frequented by the kids, but I don't know of any other places. I'm I'm completely out of touch. I don't know if people go to the library now. Maybe. Was it pretty busy that time that you judged the chili cook-off? Nope. It was also a, a game night. It was during night. a tech game. Yeah, so that wasn't a great time to... Maybe that was Maybe that was part of it. Well, and also, if memory serves me correctly, places didn't get busy till 11. That's true. I was out of there at like 9. Yeah, so they were just... People were just starting to trickle I, in. I had to come to 23 Personnel Headquarters North to record a post-game instant, show. Instant reaction. Instant reaction to the Kansas debacle. Kansas State. Kansas State. Awful. <sighs> Let's not relive that. I don't want to talk about it. Um, I am currently uploading an image to the uh, Slack chat notification. Oh, you're too busy over there. Um, Michael, did we get any questions this week? I don't know if we did. I didn't I'm a little see disappointed any. I didn't guys. see any guys. Y'all, y'all need to ask us some questions about about life, about anything. Answers from the universe. What's the what's what's the what's the actual question from? Oh my gosh, what's the name of that movie? Hold on, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There it is. What's funny is I've never seen that movie or read the book, but I know about the question and the answer because so many other people know about it and they've had to mansplain it to me. It's 42, man. What are you talking, what are you talking about? Yeah. What are you, what are you saying? So right now, what do you got? What do you after saying? tonight, Kansas state is still atop of the big 12, six and two. Baylor's second at six and two, and because OU decided to lose tonight, Iowa Iowa State is third with at seven and three. Kansas fourth at six and three, and your Red Raiders are fifth at six and four. There's a lot of um, it's a it's a close race, and of course Texas is right there in it. Well, not really in it, but they're two games back at four and five. They're not out of it. To round out the top six. And um, Joey Brackets thinks... (laughs) Joey Brackets. I can't even say that without laughing. Thinks that the Big 12 is going to get eight teams into the the dance. The big dance. Joey Brackets is is a guy on the Sopranos that we never got to meet. (laughs) Hey, hey, here comes Joey Brackets. He's coming down the street. (laughs) Check him um, out. Yeah. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, say. Joey. Joey, who you... Who you, <laughs> who you, who you got? Who you got? Is the 16th seed going to upset this year? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Let's let's see. Hey, Joey. <laughs> so, obviously, we're talking about Joe Lenardi, but... it. He got introduced tonight on the broadcast as Joey Brackett. So I, I love like, it. It's great. <laughs> and I get his stupid face on <laughs> the picture. Um, it, do, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't match up. We got no. Joey Brackett's over here. He's going to give us some tips. I think I sound like uh, oh what uh, John Travolta's character on Welcome Back, Cotter. Was it Barbarino? What was his name? I can't remember. That's a very dated reference. <laughs> no, sorry. I was. I, was I am lo- in my mid thirties. I'm not this old, but I, I do know what that show is. I will be thirty this year. Oh, you will be thirty. I will be thirty in June. Mm. June ninth. Yep. My back's time, about to start hurting you. About the t- oh, I, I've I've it's gone coming. through a couple spells of back pain this year. I'm like, I'm spells. Too, I'm too young for this. You're having spells. That's already 
that's that's thirty talk right there. Yep. So the uh, bad ankles, bad back, bad knees, they're coming. Birthday comes uh, f- firmly in the super regional stage of the baseball season, as it did last year. My birthday was game two against Duke. Did Tech win that one? Saturday game. I believe so. Well, there you go. No, no, no. Your good luck. Happy birthday. It was game one this year because we were on the the side of the Super Regionals. It started a day later than everybody else. Okay. Because we got delayed. Whatever. Um, So we had one person chime in when I called for questions. It wasn't actually a question. It was Rob Bro. Oh, friend of the show, Rob Bro. Friend of the show, Rob Bro. We have to officially tell him what date he'll be joining the show when he's... He's, he's committed to he's, joining the 23 Personal Podcast. He has. As a guest? As a guest. We'll have him on here. This at is some big point, news. Probably this, this month. Yes. Um, okay, so this is a quoted tweet of a screenshot. of. Uh, it was fantastic. So, Zachary Fuller um, on YouTube posted this comment. Can you bleeps please quit using the term 11 personnel there's always 11 personnel on the (laughs) dang field you can't have less than 11 on both sides of the ball (laughs) the most ridiculous thing i consistently hear y'all say so annoying um rob bro says this guy would love your podcast (laughs) because we talk about 23 personnel the antithesis of texas tech football maybe not so much well i say that um Eleven, oddly enough, is will be going to be the norm. Yeah, ninety-six percent, just like Sean McVay, except for this weekend for some reason, decided to throw everything he knew about football out the window and was. God, can we get back on that just for a little bit? That was that was excruciating to watch. Sure. What else you got? Not much, but <laughs> I, I mean, Brady didn't even play well. It was was. Edelman the MVP? Yeah. That's how exciting this game was. He caught 10 passes, man. Well, because... Because they didn't know how to cover a stick route. I don't know. <laughs> no one knows how to cover this guy. Well, how many, how many did he, he catch in, over, how many catch in overtime against the Chiefs? Like three? I don't. I didn't watch that game. Ugh. But he had 10 catches this I week. Wonder if, I wonder if Brady's going to throw it to Edelman. They should say that every every single play. You know what I was, I was, I was frustrated and disappointed in? We got zero play predictions from Tony Romo. Zero. He well, not once said this is what's going to happen. He did. He did predict a timeout once. Ooh. I, I remember well, it, towards the end he said, "Well, what they're going to do here is they're going to wait for the play clock to get to zero and call a timeout." And that was exactly what they did. The, and it was well before the clock started and all that. And he was just that was the one thing I did catch. And he, but he never really did do any. Um, any predictions? Yeah, that there was one where he either like right after it happened said, "Oh, well that that call he just means that they're going to run to the right." But I think it was after Brady made the the check at the line. I can't remember the the R word he was yelling out, but it was an R, and then they ran to the right. Rumpelstiltskin, <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin, Rumpelstiltskin, hot! Oh no! Oh no! And there goes uh, Sony Michelle off right tackle. Anyways, um, you went one and one this week in basketball. You lost to Kansas on the road. That's okay. It happens. It's Lawrence. Came home, bounced back in a big way. Big way. Against the struggling, struggling West Virginia Mountaineers. And it does help that you kind of put them there. 81 to 50. Um, Headed to Norman on Saturday. Headed to Norman on Saturday. Obviously, it's a place you can win on the road. I mean, Iowa State did it, but Iowa State is likely a better offensive team than you are. Yes. But winning in Norman is not out of the question. Um, And then you are off again until next weekend. You don't have a midweek game next week. You get Yeah, you do. Wednesday. Wednesday Wednesday the the 13th. Oklahoma State. Yep, and it's on the road too. Yeah, so you're, you're in still water. You hit both Oklahoma's back to back Oklahoma and then, teams. And then you host Baylor? Yep. Next Saturday. That's mm-hmm. what it was. The sixteenth. 
The and, day and of the Lubbock Pancake Festival, yeah, put on by the Lions Club. Not going to that. Oh, um, we have tickets, so we're probably going to go. It's pancakes, man. Yeah. Pancakes Anyways. and sausage. And and half frozen orange juice. <laughs> it's never. I remember. It, it's it's so funny because it's the same orange juice you get as a kid at, um, in the cafeteria. It was never completely thawed, <laughs> ever. I don't think it was ever completely thawed. There were always chunks of ice in it, and it's just it's kind of comforting to get that same, you know, tiny carton of like the little various, plastic one with the foil. No, it's not plastic. Top. It's it's carton like oh. like milk carton of orange juice that is various degrees of frozen even just next to each other like you you might get two or three for your family and then you bring them back and someone's is a solid block of ice and then the other ones are kind of slushy it's delightful yeah but yeah you host you host Baylor on the 16th and then that that fall that's the week um, you go from the 16th to the 23rd. You go from Saturday to Saturday. No game in between there. And the 23rd, of course, is the big Kansas game. Which we'll be at. All right. 7 p.m. So Saturday night. That's a that's a good time for a basketball game. With the opportunity to end the podcast under an hour, we're going to do it. Just barely. <laughs> you knew I had to. Samantha and I have been digging Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's a great show. And we just had to get this in. Um, for Michael, I'm Spencer. Thanks for joining us again on the 23 Personnel Podcast. <laughs>